That's right. Another episode of the Toter Tale. Brought to us by our good friends, ERS Gunite, my boy Tyler Boston, man. 972-935-5769. That's a great song. I don't care. I've heard it a hundred times and I've never got tired of having it. That's right. That song and this beautiful cup. I'm going to say this crowning cup of community coffee only means one thing. It's another another great Toter Tales coming to you live. And I've got a show today. I got the man. Scott Snedeker, four-time world champion. Four-time, right? Four-time. Four-time world it. champion, steer roper in the toter today. We're hanging out, drinking coffee. And I said crowning cup because uh, when we went to the community coffee dinner at the finals, this was the greatest point that I've ever heard. This was a great story. Marcus Luttrell is the guest speaker. And he talked about how cowboys, you're not supposed to be wearing caps because God didn't put a, cow, a crown in a cap. He put a crown in a cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. So that's divine, just like this beautiful coffee, pecan praline. That smells good, doesn't it? Does it does smell yeah. good. It, it makes the toter home. It brings it together. Nice. Well, welcome to the Toter Tales. Yeah, appreciate like it. Like I was telling you, you've, you've joined a very elite group of folks now, and congratulations. You've, now you've finally made it. Finally made it to the show. <laughs> Perfect. You know, so I came to your house and roped, and Toter, you kind of took a quick peek inside. What do you think of the new signature look? You wouldn't even recognize it stepping uh -uh. in now. I mean... Spacious. I mean, it still has the same room, but a different look. You know, it's uh, absolutely. She brought it up to date, huh? Is it really up to date? Yeah, it's nice. This is what I call Scott. This is the make my wife proud of it package. There you go. You know what I mean? Now mm -hmm. she'll take it to the barrel races and yeah. stuff. Yeah, mama ain't happy. Ain't nobody happy <laughs> right now. <laughs> Promise you that. <laughs> That's right. Promise you. So Scott, you know, he's been a guy. He's helped me. People talk all the time. They ask me when did I decide to start steer roping, and I love this story. It's been a few years back. The year was 2016. And I leave Pendleton, Oregon. I'm headed to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Billy Jack Savings and I, we have to go jump on a plane. Uh, we got done, we left, and I sit, and I got the aisle, or I got the, the window seat, one seat next to me, on walks Scott Snedeker. Now, mind you, like, I've only recognized him from, like, you know, the pictures and stuff, because I never had met you really before, and, right. and just knew, you know, obviously who you are. Sits down next to me, and I'm like, oh, here's my chance. And I don't stop. <laughs> I, I am relentless for the next hour flight. Yeah from or hour and a half from Pasco to Salt Lake, wherever we're connecting. We're watching videos. You're showing me all kinds of stuff. We're talking all about your what you did before you steer roped. And then I got to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I jerked one on his ear. So, I mean, that's when it took effect that's right it, there right and there. there huh? so. Yeah, and that was a, that was a good, good plane ride. I, was I mean, it did. It started it all right there. I was I mean, wondering if you were going to remember the first time that we met right yeah, Absolutely, I do, yeah. We watched them, showed you the videos. Picked it apart a little here and there, kind of how to start, where to start. And well, you know, here on the Toter Tales, brought to us by our friends, ERS Gunite. Can't say enough about them, 972-935-5769. You would think I would remember my buddy Tyler Boston's number a lot better than that, especially as many times <laughs> he bails me out. I mean, right. Tyler Boston, he can fix it all. Any, any kind of Gunite business, any kind of concrete, doesn't matter. But here on the Toter Tales, Scott, what I like to do is we're going to start. You didn't just start out. Like, I want to know all about you. Like, I want to tell everybody, get to know you. You didn't just start out steer roping. Did you come from like a rich line of steer ropers, like a big heritage of steer ropers, or no. did you just, how did it all get going? You know, when I come right here to Uvalde, I mean, when I come to school, to college in Uvalde, my, my rodeo coach, Roy Engemiller, that's, he's in charge of all of this, taking full responsibility for all my bad habits, good habits, whatever, <laughs> it's all on his shoulders, you know, so 
but no, that's it's that's where it you know back before then I never seen steer rope until I get to college. Never knew it. You know, I live south of Houston a little ways, and you know, you say you're a steer roper. Oh, who you team rope with? You know, or who's your partner when you say steer roping? I'm like, dude, it's just a single steer roping. You know, <laughs> people over there don't know it. They so they don't have it around. They do now more over there, but growing up, I never saw it until I was in college. So, rope Kez, team rope quite a bit. Uh, did a little bulldog in there later years of high school, but yeah, once I come to college here at Uvalde, you know, Roy started me in on it, and he was still going a little bit, still making the finals. He'd still practice. And, and he I'm was taking, a steer roper, I guess. Yes, he was a, a very good steer roper. Made the finals probably nine, ten times, I'm guessing. I don't know, but you know, I thought, man, this is pretty cool, you know. So I, I started practicing over at his house. They would tie him on the ground, right, left. Had a, had a good friend of mine, Coy, uh, Coy Smith. He was a Texas Ranger still back then, and he was starting, or he had already started steer roping and was just practicing quite a bit. Well, Roy, you couldn't get him and melt him on a tying from the post, you know, tying a steer right or left. Rope the dummy, rope a few breakaway, just kind of, what do you think about that? I just got to put it on the horns, you know. He was pretty simple, <laughs> cut and dry, you know, kind of deal. But, yeah, that's where it all started at, just tying steers right there at my rodeo coach's house. Man, that's awesome. You know, that's people – I grew up in eastern Oklahoma, and, and there's a lot of steer roping in our part of the world. So I'd always seen it, and yeah. I'd always been around. I've always wanted to do it. Honestly, I was just scared to really ever try. You know, at first you're scared when you're young, and then, you know, my career had gotten good enough that it was nerve-wracking to – take oh, a yeah. chance on hurting myself you know what i mean yeah. and then finally it was just leap of faith and take off but get after it you grew up team roping did you and calf roping right right did we ever did you take off rodeo and ever calf roping I did to a make few, the finals you know no I, I never went long enough or never went through the summer rodeo and kids roping kids you know a whole lot but you know me and justin moss we rodeoed in and out for a little bit and i'd take off in the wintertime rodeos and go a little bit and then if i didn't have anything on after the winter time i'd just kind of pick and choose and go around and that was pretty much all all said and done right there you know made the circuit finals and team roping a few times different guys but other than that that's uh that's pretty much it so i was gonna go ahead and crack our air on right there because now with these oh i love clicking buttons that i don't know what i'm doing which is great that's that's how we learn so did you ever uh you know some of the guys in your era then you talk about justin moss those guys like who was your team roping partner when you were rodeoing uh, you know, the first one was Randy Halbert. A lot of guys will remember him from years back. You know, he roped with Kermit Moss there for quite a you few bet. years. And then me and him went to Texas rodeos and a few summertime rodeos, but made the Texas Circuit Finals. I roped with uh, Pete Pierce one year at the Circuit Finals and then uh, uh, Chris Green. You and bet. Chris Green roped around a little bit and made the Circuit Finals one year. So, so team roping, was that, can you fair to say team roping was where it was at? Yeah, kind of. I mean, that was just, I liked I liked roping Kez a lot. You know, I, I liked everything about it. I liked the time from the post. The team roping was, it was fun. It was easy for me. Right. But calf roping was more of a challenge and more of a go fast kind of deal. And and once I got to college, if I would have known and could have roped steers for a little while and known what I know now and went and put it into my calf roping, or, right. or for any, any event, you know, it would have slowed me down and learned to do set runs up to to focus on what you're doing instead of just one two get it on them fast well that's and it's, the reason i'd asked about the, the team roping basis like when we talked all the way back then i remember you talking about how man when the hardest thing is when you have a head rope in your hand you can make things come together like you can hit the start use the seam right. of your horse and you can reach it and it doesn't really matter like what i've been discovering is 
you don't obviously you don't reach in a steer roping that's everybody says it i know it from day one but it's not as much about how far they are in front of you as much as it is what lane they're in right. you know and when you're heading you got free rain in calf roping it feels like you kind of got some free rain right. and that's why i asked about the team roping because you must hear because you're so handy with your rope you know and that's not saying calf ropers aren't but for the most right. part like team ropers and healers that you know they handle a rope extremely well now yeah. every calf roper handles a rope well because they're for the longest time like cody old you know he just out ropes everybody at the finals trevor those guys now you have marty yates caleb schmidt everybody, everybody. Yeah, i mean everybody. they can all do it it's Absolutely. just all kind of changed yeah. hasn't it right it's changed a lot you know and and going back to cody old i mean that's who i grew up with you know he was in my that was my i followed him is that like junior rodeo junior rodeo and all through till college you know till he didn't college rodeo very long but I mean, he was in my county. That's who I had to rope with, you know. So I would go and win second for a long time there, and then all of a sudden he would graduate to the next level, and I'd get to win for a Just year, you know. And I'd be like, yeah, man. And then I'd jump right back in the same boat with him, you know. But I, I did team rope with him. Me and him team rope for a long time. But we grew up practicing, you know, and everybody used to tease me and this and that later on in the years. Like, you don't practice that much. You don't rope that much. Well, if you'd have been around us when we were growing up, I mean, we rope three times a day sometimes at Cody's right. house, you know. And. It was uh it was a lot of rope going on and in a tough group of guys you know yeah. you got the moss the cody old jason senior tony reina i mean it goes on and on clay turney i mean there's there's a bunch of and guys that grew like, up in that little old nick neck of the woods that there was no days off i mean trevor he'd go to the youth rodeos we showed up at too i mean it was there was a so many i mean i'm missing a bunch of guys in this name but right it was it was not like your normal day off it was like you see all these guys now and then they're at the nfr you know so you know i think that's awesome too when you think back because i've been trying to see old videos i want to see old videos of like sean sean burchett right you know because i never saw him rope yeah you know and there, i've got like a video of, of guy allen tripping like those are just fun videos to watch and so you think when you're talking about all those kids at the junior could you imagine some mom filming like all the calf rope and slack that day oh my at gosh, a junior yeah. rodeo and like the stars that came out and of then that go back and watch yeah 15 years amazing. from now and they're all thomas and mac you know or <laughs> butting heads with them a whole lifetime so you either get better or you get out one or the other you that's know? a so great it made me rope up you know and growing up you're asking about growing up in a roping family my dad was left-handed so yeah there was no growing up in a roping family you know i had the geese brothers mark and jimmy geese a lot of guys know them from back you know back in the 80s or 90s and they lived north of town on me the way that's where i'd go practice with and i'd get all their reject horses or you know, when they'd get burned down the road, I'd, they'd come back to me and dad pick them up and that's what I'd rodeo on. But I always had somebody older than me and it would drive me nuts because they would out rope me all the time, mm. but it made me better, mm. you know, in that practice pen. I always wanted to outdo them guys. And I knew they were four or five years older, some of them older than that, but I would just like, I'm gonna get them on these days. I'm gonna get them, you know? <laughs> so it just kept me, kept me going, you know? And then, and then there'd be times when you think, I'm done with this stuff, man. I ain't good enough to do this, right. you know? And you might sit out and think, you know, I don't think I can do this. I don't know that I'm good enough. I'm not sure. I've been putting the work in. I don't know if I can or can't. But then, I know exactly where you're coming from, Scott. You're then just all of a sudden you get coming. you a little old break, and then or, or you sit out for a little while and you think, man, Dad, you can sell all them suckers. Well, then you can't. It's like a bad drug. You just go back to it. I was like, <laughs> here we go. I'm going back to practice. I can do this, man. This is a challenge, you know. And and to this day, it's still a challenge. You know, I keep thinking I'm a lay up and maybe retire or slow down quite a bit. But man, I have fun doing it. I mean, it's. I enjoy every bit of it. I enjoy the horsemanship part of it. You know, I ride. I got eight or eight or nine horses at the house. They're customer horses right now, so I'm and a list. He has a list because I've I've got a horse that I'm actually trying to get on that list. But he, I mean, we're 
<laughs> you're booked up, but there's not. You know, we talked about it earlier. There's not a lot of guys making steer horses, and I mean, you have made some great ones. Let's I go have. through your list. I mean, obviously, you have horse of the year. You had horse of the year last year, Goose. Yep, Goose horse of the year last year. Probably had, uh, when I came down and rode him, I kind of put some sharpening edges on him. Not you saying fine tuned him right there and just kind of set his whole career in front of him right there. Man. I make them dummy proof, man. I guarantee. When you I just... crawl off of him, that horse <laughs> looks at you and he says, "Man, I don't know what I did wrong, but I'll never do it again. Please don't let that guy ride me." That's what happens, and then success follows but i mean way back let's start talking about some of the, the great you've had a lot of steer horses of the year, no man I've, I've been blessed with a bunch of great horses you know and i bought a bunch of them through buster record you know one of them was uh, the, my very first steer horse was one of phil lines it was his brother-in-law's horse and uh i'm sitting there getting ready to rope and i tell roy about this my rodeo coach i'm telling him you know i think i want to do this and he goes oh yeah i've been through 50 of you guys every other year come through here thinking they want to ride tie steers you know and I was like, no, I'm pretty serious about it. So I go along there for a whole semester roping, maybe the next semester before I ever get to do anything. Well, then finally the next year, I, he sees I'm serious enough, he goes and finds his horse. And I go and get this horse, and he goes, you're ready. All you need is about five years' experience and $40,000, $50,000, you'll be good to go. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, about five years later, I'm still trying it, you know. But no, I, it, it was a very fun learning process. But back to the horse deal, it was, I've had some – you know, I mean, I had, some great ones. I've had some good ones. You know, I had Pistol. He was a reserve AQHA horse of the year two different years that come from Buster. Uh, my dad had one called Major. He won horse of the year twice. And then this one right here. So, yeah, I've had I've – had, and I've had a really good gray horse that would have should have won it for four or five years named Big Time. He was the best one I've ever owned, but he was gray. Never had papers. But I got you. Yeah, I've had some – I've had some horsepower. It's been you know, really that lucky. And it's so neat, Horse of the Year, obviously we talk about it a lot, just because everybody votes on it. You know, that's yep. a, that's the Cowboys. They they say, hey, this is the horse that I would like to put in my trailer, right. if at all possible. Yeah. Jess Tierney last year, after Claremore, he calls me up. And my horse, had Cheeto, had backed off of it a little bit. Not saying it cost me, not saying it didn't. I'm just saying he backed off a little. And uh, so sure, sure enough, I'm just like, man, what do I need to do different today? And he's like, well, here's I got an idea. Here's our plan. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to call Scott up. And we're going to buy his horse. And I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've already rode him. I know you like him. He said, uh, you know, he's going to cost. He's going to cost a lot. He might cost 150000 I don't know. But uh, we're going to call him by him. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I want to try to win a check that will pay my fees, and then we can start talking about the next level stuff. But that it is awesome because you, you are the guy that's always – I mean, people send you horses. You know, you like you said, you're booked all the time. When did you really start learning to make a steer horse? Because you didn't obviously – I mean, would you have – learned to rope and made you a horse or did you go get a good horse i went and bought a horse you know and that's what i tell everybody you, somebody has to know what's going on either the horse or the roper <laughs> one of you got to know the game you can't both be learning the same game at the same time it just doesn't happen and i think that's true in every event in yeah. every discipline yeah. somebody needs to know what they're doing absolutely yeah so i've i bought i don't know probably one two three probably five four or five horses before i actually started tinkering with making my own horses you know thinking i was good enough to make my own horse a little yeah, i know it was going to take a little bit you know but it's a it's a challenge now and i've learned just trial and error kind of deal what works what doesn't work and my way might not be the best but i've had some good horses and it, and it always has something for them to fall back on once i get them to that level where i go to tying them down but yeah it's uh you know I, we own the western store here in uvalde for 10 or 12 years i guess moved to Fredericksburg and then when I moved off to Fredericksburg that's when I started riding customer horses full time. 
So, uh, but while I was in Uvalde and I still had the Western show, I'd ride, I'd pick up one or two here and there and, and, and make them into steer horses and, and enjoyed it. You know, it was just fun watching the, the athlete progress each day, you know, each month and then taking the jackpots and try to keep them as sharp and as, as good as you can make one. You know, I like to, I just like the trying and the, you know, you got to fail a little bit here and there, but it, it keeps stepping them up. You know, as long as they keep going forward, they keep then making a good horse. Keep. Yeah. So did you make all your horses, like growing up, like did you make calf horses? Did you make your head horses? Did you? No, I made a bunch of them when I was in high school and I, I, I played with it during the summer times. I would get out there and I'd track calves around, you know, and my dad was, like I said, he was left-handed, so he'd put them on the chute and turn them for me if I wanted to heal some. My brother roped a little bit too, but he didn't care much about it. He just went around for the party kind was of Was he super talented? Because like I have he two was sisters talented. that were like, they don't really care about it that much. Yeah. And they were both so much more talented than I was. Yeah, like my brother, he could pick up a rope. To this day, he could pick up a rope and go head. And you think he's been practicing every day of his life. You That's know? what I'm saying. Easiest could be sister. just a natural. You know, healing. He could catch two feet every now and then. It was just, mm. it was easy. You know, and he didn't care nothing about it. But it was really good for me because he had to have a horse to go rodeo on, whether it was calf roping or team roping. <laughs> but he didn't use them during the week, so I got to practice on them. You know, so that was my practice horses, and they were sometimes better than most most good horses. You know that I got to ride. So it was. It was a lot of fun. You know, I always take a moment and I'll give it my signature moment of our Toter Tales where I like to throw out a piece of, like a little nugget, just a nice little nugget of, of advice that maybe somebody picks up, maybe somebody here. And I think we, we hit two of them on the head right there. One, you're talking about growing up with the, the wolf pack of calf ropers that you were around. Right. right? Like that was a, I mean, you, you have that attitude of, of either, you know, metal can sharpen metal. Like you yep. can sh iron sharpens iron, and then you can put it in some fire, and you can make a sword by golly. You know what yeah. I mean? You can really get sharp yeah. if you approach it with the right way, instead yeah. of like looking for excuses of why you're not winning. Two, I think you hit it right on the nail of the head when you said, you, you know, go get a good horse. I think that, and I talked about it on the Toter Tales of the things I did right in steer roping, which was a short list, but <laughs> buy a good horse, buy yeah. one that knows what he's doing. Because I put yeah. my horse in some weird situations, and he's not gotten me hurt, and I think that's. Ultimately, oh, yeah. what we're coming down to. Absolutely, yeah. That's a that's a huge plus. I mean, just like you might step out a little early, or you might push off, or you might swing too far to the front. Well, an old veteran's just going to keep on going. Like, get out of the way, dude. I got to go to work right here. Right. A green one trying to learn. He's going to see you up there and just shoot back down the pin. You're going to end up on your back, mess up your your hat. And you even, know, I mean, and he, I mean, you can't be having that. Let's be honest. I mean, look how sharp this guy. I'm sitting here in my shorts, just hanging out, doing a toe to tail. Scott comes in, pure professional, four-time champ. That's what it looks like. Though those are your two. Usually, I gotta say, Scott. Usually, it takes us a while. Like it takes us a while to drag out two points. You know what I mean? But man, you hit them right off the bat, having our signature moment. That's right, signature living quarters, redoing the toter home, letting us have fun, bring it to you, Scott. He, like he, like he said, you don't even recognize it. Go get the Make My Wife Happy package. There you go. And that's just kind of good advice for life, really. And anything. That is exactly right. <laughs> well, I want to jump back because we were talking about those horses and you making horses. Now, you've actually had some pretty good wrecks. And I want to know, like, your five best wrecks in the arena. Ooh, man. Like, I heard one time you got kicked in the face. I did. I got kicked. That wasn't too long ago. That was, uh, that was maybe three or four years ago. Step off the horse at Liberty Hill. Placing the first round come back hook it on this next one and I get a front leg over it so I'm ready for the big jerk and I really bring him with me and when I step off I don't know what caused him to do it but the next stride he kicks me and I mean it's right underneath my jaw and throws me back and I still go try to chase him he runs off to the corner and I go back and everybody runs out there and I'm like 
dang, I'm still all right, you know, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's running out my chin. It just split me wide open underneath there, but that was that was pretty pretty good. You know, I've been fortunate not to be in too many bad wrecks, you know, right. and tied to them or wrecked, you know, hung up, I guess, but. Uh, or just the cra like the five craziest things. Like one of the craziest things that I've seen was Jess last year, whenever the steer, like the rebar, the cast, yes. and the horn wrap come off together, still on, like a little, like, like a, a little, little mojo head, yep. hooked to a rope, flying at you, right? Like yep. it was rolling. Yeah, absolutely coming fast. He's like I've never seen that before either. You know, it's, you know, I had one, one at a jackpot I was at, and I, I lost my right stirrup. No, my, I lost my left stirrup. I done roped the steer. I leave out, lose my left stirrup. Well, I'm trapped. Right. And I can't get my foot on the ground, and I'm still hung there. Like a little kid. Like a little kid dangling. And to top it off, my rodeo coach, he goes, I got you on this one. I said, oh, no, I'm not going to let you have this one. Well, that was my last year. All I had to do was tie him down to beat him. Mm. I'm dangling like a little kid from my horse. Finally, I pull him back a little bit to get out from underneath him. When I pull him back, he steps over the rope oh. with the back leg, and around the arena we go doing the queen wave around. But I'm just watching. I wasn't tied to him, so I was out of the way, you know. But uh, I've had him do that. I've had him get over the front rope. I tell you what, one time it was my my uh, either I think I still had my permit, and I go from the college rodeo at Huntsville, and I take off, drive up to. Uh, Guthrie, going to go to the busting up there. So I take my new steer horse up there, the first one I've ever owned. I get up there, I got my Capri camper. I'm green to all this Rolling. stuff, you know, and I mean, I'm cruising up there thinking I'm big dogging it. And I get up there, and there's a plug. Dink. Plug it in that 110. Well, there's another cord there. A little bit later, my stuff, everything's flashing. I look out there, and my cord's unplugged. I plug it back in. I didn't know he just keep flipping the breaker, you know. I'm like, <laughs> this guy keeps up, but this guy's mad at me, you know. And so now I wake up next morning. My, my lights are flashing on my I didn't have a cell phone I guess you know so I, I get up and I look outside and there's halters hanging from trailers I'm like oh my gosh what time is it I'm toward the front and I, I get up and I get this horse saddle and I start down the track at the lazy that long track going uh -huh. to the arena so I start down there and I realize I ain't got my belt and I wheel around go back to the camper get my belt now I'm loping at a high lope getting to the back end of this arena and I hear him call Bobby Harris T-Woman Scott Snedeker I'm three down, and I'm coming into the back of this arena, and I'm looking through my bag, and I get to the back door. He goes, hey, you got to go turn around and go to the other one. So I turn this horse around. Now, we're walking. We're on that asphalt back here. I turn around, straight, oh. flat-sided, tear my jeans, horse falls all the way to the ground. I still get up, and I'm going down there, and I remember Jim Davis in the stands over. He goes, Snedeker, you running early again? I'm like, <laughs> man, cut me a little slack here, dude. I don't know what I get up there, and I'm still shaking. I'm like, what do I need to see what I do? He goes, horn by, you can go. I take off, I leave, steer steps in front of me, I reach across there, right around the horns, I go to leave, horse steps over the front right leg. Oh. I, I thought, man, I should have never got up this morning, <laughs> I should have stayed in the camper, man. But that was, that was a, that was a kind of a, that was one of my first ones, so it was a little chaotic, yeah. Of know? course, and then, like, I, I tell people today, even today, we rope at Uvalde for the San Antonio Rodeo, you know, obviously, huge rodeo for the, for, for the year, for steer rope, right. I mean, it's a big... And I, but it doesn't matter if it's a here at San Antonio. It doesn't matter if we're at, at at the local amateur rodeo. I'm telling you, I get tunnel vision, blacked out, nervous about steer roping. Like it gets me that excited. Yeah. I tell Steph all the time, like, man, I've run a lot of steers for a lot of money, like in the team roping, but this steer roping, man, it's got me because I think that factor right there. Like at any one moment, something can go wrong. It can go haywire fast. Perfectly good day. Yeah. 
Always pack a knife. I never really carried a knife a whole lot, which my, drove my dad nuts. Chief's always like, boy, if you got your pants on, you're going to need the knife in your pocket. You <laughs> know what right. I mean? Like, that's what that's they'll right. say. Yeah. But that, and but since I started steer roping, I, I, I do keep one close. Or I keep And you keep a sharp one. Yeah, it's no need to carry it if it ain't sharp, you that's know. But, yeah, it's uh, safety first. That's what I tell them when they come rope. If, if something ain't right, pull up. We'll bring them back. We'll do it all day long. When you're done, take it off saddle harness. Right. Always be safe. Don't don't leave it on the saddle horn and go prancing around or get a horse over it or whatever. But yeah, safety. I mean, because it can go south real fast. And I think it's it's something that's great for the audience to hear of where like you are a four time world champ. I mean, you have you're, you're you're the greatest in the business. And then even you say, man, it can go sideways in a hurry. Even for you, I oh, mean, yeah. and that's like if it if it can happen to Scott Snedeker, which I'm so glad to hear you talk about losing your left stirrup. So like one of the fourth or fifth time that I've. You know, I've officially owned old Cheeto. And boy, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm grinding. I'm out there getting it. And I, same thing, leave the corner, left stirrup, gone. And I'm doing my best Justin Rumford Spider-Man impression, you <laughs> yeah. know, like when he drunk. You stuck to him. Because I'm about that big, and I'm just on the side yeah. there. And Cheeto's just a log. And, and there's nowhere to get relief. And, there, I mean, there's – It's a helpless my stirrup. feeling, yeah. So, yeah, see, it happens to everybody. It does. It happens. It happens more than you want. You know, you might end up on your back a few times. You might fall out on your knees. I mean, it – if they laugh at you and they say it ain't happened to you in the steer roping, they ain't roped steers very long. That's if what, they ain't been in a bind. You, you know, know, I had gone and roped with you. I'd had Cole at the house. I have practiced a long time, and I send all my videos via text message to Jess Tierney. That's my official coach, <laughs> right? And he's always giving me the rundown. And I never once fell off until he came up to help me. And he was there for Claremore, and we had that extended day because it got yeah. rained out and they moved the slat. I go off the right side. And if you ever fall off the right side in the steer <laughs> open, that's the longest fall in the world. Like, I swear I was like, ah, ah. I had time to take a breath before I hit the oh, ground. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't gotten dirty yet. Now, I've ripped my pants. Yeah, it's a it's a very humbling sport right there. <laughs> I'm telling you, from from being a hero to zero fast, you know, yeah. and it does not take long. You know, you talk about getting nervous at all the big jackpots, the, the BUI-5. I mean, you rope for thousands and thousands of dollars but you come to a little steer roping deal and you like get all wound up and i was I mean, the same way when i started and you know buster used to tell me he goes dude you just rope too good i said there ain't no such thing as rope too good i'd be winning all the time <laughs> he's like just slow down you know and i got thinking of that after time he goes if you'd have tied him left-handed you'd have been so much faster and i'm like what side did i tie i guess i tied him right-handed then huh he goes you don't even know what side you tied him on i was like Man, when I nod, I'm just like, if I get within 28 foot of this sucker, I got him, and I'm getting <laughs> off fast, you know. So, yeah, you 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 grow and you mature and and figure out to slow down and and work on what what works for you, you know. And it's it's matured me a bunch in my rodeo business and and trying to slow down in my horsemanship, letting your letting your athlete do all the work and it makes it easy for you. You know, because I I've never been a part of any sport where it is so relied on 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 the horse. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, this horse, we step off of him, he is facing away from me. He's leaving the scene. Yeah. And then you tell him on a word, whoa, and he is supposed to stop and help us here. Right. And, I mean, that to me, this this sport right here, there there is zero room to not have a great horse. Yes, absolutely. And there's not very many of them. You know, right. people always call looking for a, a good, solid old horse. Well, you know, I might get calls that people don't know about steer rope, and they go, man, I think I need a – I want one of them older horses. I want one that's like 14 or 15 years old. I'm like, dude, that's, that's a, a prime one. right there. That's a young steer horse, and you're going to spend 75, 80,000 if he's a good one, you know, if you can get him for that. Well, that's know? what, you know, somebody, because there's a break in the, in the heading. You know, there comes that point where, right. like, you've got a horse that maybe doesn't have quite the ability, but, man, he's pretty. Boy, he scores. He works. He's easy. You know, that horse is worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. He can go to a lot of different people. 
then you have those horses that have the potential. Maybe they don't have the mind quite yet. You know, yeah. they, and those are a, a special class because not everybody can ride those. That's right. Yeah. And so you you start finding that break in those head horses. And I was telling a, a good friend of mine, Shane Boston, I, we were talking, and he said, "What's a steer horse even cost?" And I said, "I'll tell you right now, if he, if he's between 12 and 15 years old, yeah. and he's gr- he's good, right? I said, You're going to spend 80 to 100 thousand all day. Yeah. And and that just blows people away. I mean, that's but I think that also but they're not on every corner. You know, exactly. You can't find them anywhere and everywhere, you know, and that's, you know, people keep sending here and there and trying to make some. You know, I might go through. People always see the good ones. Right. They don't see the ones that don't make the cut, you know. Yeah, There's absolutely. a bunch of them that don't make the cut because you got to go through so many of them. But to try to find that horse that that you want to make into a steer horse, you know, and, and be worth seventy-five to 80000 like you're talking about, or 100000 after four years and season and proven, well, that same horse in the team roping world could go maybe to the general public that there's so many guys out there and right. still turn around and sell them for 50000 You know, I, So for a long time, I'd get them horses started good. Well, somebody would come by, and I team rope on all my tripping horses. I mean, if he's not a good team roping horse, he's probably not going to make a good steer horse. So do you, you know? even face, like when, you, when you're heading on him, do you face him? Once I get them started to tying steers, yeah, I can go back and face them after that. But when I'm in the process, I'll just go to the end of it, stop. Gotcha. Stand there on the end of it, let them hang on the end of it a little bit. But then once they're once I start tying them down and they're good on the end of it, yeah, I'll go back and start team roping on them and facing them if I need to. Or. Because I've had people say, "Oh, I don't want to face my bu- I don't want to face my busting horse." So yeah. I mean, there you got it. Scott Snedeker said you can face your busting horse if he's if you've started tying steers. Yeah. If, if, I, if I fall off in he the middle can. of the head and run, he ought to stay straight. <laughs> <laughs> if I still on him, he ought to go in and face. You know, but no, uh, it's uh. They, they're not dumb, you know. They feel you. If they leave, they know the feel you're looking for. You get in a stirrup, you step off, you bring them under you, you leave them. You know, they, they, they know the difference. One thing, it, it feels like a lot of the steer ropers that I've got to talk to and hang out with and, and try to learn something from, what I what I love is, you know, and we lost old Buster this year. Right. But everybody, it feels like, got advice, started up there. I mean, everybody's got a Buster story. Oh, yeah. And he was a man of simple advice. When yeah. I when Cheeto was backing off on me right. and Jess was convinced we were going to buy Goose, uh, that was before <laughs> he won Horse of the Year. So, I mean, at least his timing was good. Yeah, it was. But uh, anyways, I Buster happened to be on the phone with Jess, and we are talking, and I said, that, well, I'm thinking about going and dragging some calves on old Cheeto if he's not going to work any harder than that. He's worked at the ranch. He right. said, that's a great idea. That's what I used to do on all mine. I'd ride the stirrup and step off and go back down there and cut them. He said, do that, and he'll go back to working. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. mean, so we drug Kev's. I, I did it about eight or ten times. I'd just step in that stirrup, ride him, send him, go down there. Yeah. And I'd make him step up whenever he did. And pretty soon, that, I mean, he hasn't backed off since. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's also, Snedeker tells me, I call Scott, because I'm like, man, Scott, I don't really have 100000 to try to buy another horse. So how do I fix Cheeto? And so I'll tell you what he's doing. And I send him a video, and he's like, man, you know what you might want to try? Maybe whenever, like, step off of him and hold that rope, and then kind of pull on it. And if he gives to you, maybe give him one. Yeah. Right? This is over the phone, so there's no visual. So I don't know how hard of a we're supposed to give. <laughs> and, and this is a finished horse. This is a finished yeah, don't horse. Don't go home and try this right, to the green horse. Yeah. No, this, is a, this is a finished horse that was really good. Disclaimer. So I'm in the indoor arena over there, my buddy Griffin Passmore's, and I step off of him and kind of have him headed towards the wall, kind of, where he'll see the fence and kind of back up yeah i pull on the rope he backs up i'm like got this <laughs> and i'm talking like budweiser clydesdales wop and when i step my foot down the next time i'm 20 feet <laughs> <laughs> whoa so i don't know if it was that or buster telling me to drag them kids but anyways back to our good friend buster record yeah 
you lived up there for a while. Is that right? You rodeoed with I him? I rodeoed you with stayed him there for, because yeah. I want you to tell the story about why you don't come back to Oklahoma or Claremore specifically ever again. Because I'm scared to death of tornadoes and, and storms in general. <laughs> it don't matter. I'm like, I'm out on that stuff, you know. And But, yeah, I met Buster going up to the college. I was still going to college. I was going to college finals where I was going. And we stopped at the steer open somewhere, and he got to talking to him. Where you boys headed to, you know? So we just, he's like, y'all come to the house and rope. I was like, all right, let's go there. We don't get offers. We ain't going to meet nobody unless we start out, you know? And we go, couldn't find a better guy to go to than this Absolutely. guy, you know? So we go over there, and him and Jane just feed us whatever you need to do, whatever you want. Let's go rope. We're going to rope. Well, the first couple times I go down there to rope steers, I take my breakaway rope, and he goes, what you going to do with that? I was like, I thought we was going to break away some steers rope some steers because we're gonna rope steers we're not gonna break away none we're gonna tie them it's hard and fast right here you know and i'm like dang i like this guy right here man it's gonna be fun so yeah so that that was my first impression with him and then after that i rodeoed on and off you know me and justin roped calves a little bit and i tried to rope steers a little bit here and there and then one year buster asked me he's like how come you don't ever go to the good rodeos i'd pull up about cheyenne go on home you know if i didn't have ten thousand one by the time i left cheyenne i would go to the house and go do something different you know but he asked me about it and i was like i told him he goes dude you're missing all the good rodeos he said why don't you just go with me go with me one year and do this and so that next year i i load up with him i got twenty five hundred dollars one by the time i get to dalhart i got my finals made you i win twenty five thousand during that summer run right there and so I, you, you know, left for like the first one of the summer or like when from did you cheyenne from, from cheyenne, cheyenne to dalhart to dalhart yeah wow yeah, I had them. I mean, that's about a month span. I mean, that's like three weeks. It was like a I mean, best I, month of my life. I was like, holy cow, man, I can't believe. He goes, you little hard-headed turd. That's what he always say, you know, and he might have some other choice words in there with him, <laughs> but we're not going to say them on down here. But, yeah, he was like, man, you just got to go to the good ones. He said, you're missing all the good rodeos. He said, you rope too good not to do this. And so when I jumped in, when he let me, I took every opportunity I could. I, I, I sunk in everything he tried to tell me, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm going to learn a lot with this guy right here. Well, I'd get mad, you know, if something, if I missed or made a mistake or whatever, I'd still had that calf rope in town. I'd want a jerk and a job and whoop. And I'd get back there with him, Buster would mess up somewhere. He'd get back in the truck, and he's just sitting over there. And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He don't even get mad or nothing, you know. But that was just lies. It was just him, you know. I was like, right. what do you think about that? And he goes, you know, that's his deal. Yeah. Uh, we'll be another one tomorrow. That's Let's what fix it up, you know. And I'm like, he, it's just, surely he's not human. I don't know how I can do this, you know, but he's taught me so much through life about just, just let it go. Just, just back right. off and just go do your job. They can't beat you if you go do your job, you know, and isn't that a great feeling too? Like that's a great, that's a great spot. Like when people, you start looking at tapes, you start looking at the way this guy does something. This looks cool. This looks cool. This looks cool. So you, you start watching all these tapes, but then you get lost in, it's a great spot when, when you do your job, they can't beat you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a great, because that, that simplifies just life. That it's simplifies easy. the world. Yeah, the whole thing. Because then it's just, I, I know that I'm only trying to beat myself. If right. I can do better than I did yesterday on this year today, then I'm going to win. Yep. What a great spot to be in life. And that's what Jesse would talk about Buster all the time. He'd be like, he said like he was there one day and, and ran like eight steers ropes around, around the neck. Yeah. He said, why am I, what's happening right there? And Buster <laughs> says, you're roping around the neck. <laughs> not catching the horns. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah. what, what am I doing wrong? He said, well, yeah. you're not roping the horns. Yeah. But that, but and there's something to be said for a guy yeah, like that. Yeah, don't overthink it, it too simple. much. Just keep it simple. Just plain and simple. You know, people would bring horses over for him to work on. He was good, trained calf horses, this and that. People would bring them, and and I remember telling stories about bringing these horses he sold for 
you know, fifty thousand back years back ago. When 50, back when fifty thousand was, was hundred fifty thousand or more. So he they drop them off and they'd have them all slinkied up and blanketed up and everything. And the first thing he'd do, he'd take the blankets and the slinky and everything off. And it'd be wintertime, you know, because they had all the blankets and on. It's snow over there in Buffalo, Oklahoma. Wind blowing up their butt, hundred miles an hour. Well, he'd take all that off and give it to their driver, and he goes, "Ain't gonna need this here," you know. And he'd turn them out, and I'd hear stories about him. Somebody'd call him and goes, "Hey, how's old, how's old the horse doing?" You know, and he goes, "Well, he's still being a horse right now. I got him turned out." He goes, "You ain't running on him?" No, not yet. About a week later, he goes, "I'll let him wear that snow on his back for a little bit, and then we'll get him up, start working on him again." You know, just simple stuff like that. Right. Just treat him like a horse again. Horseman. And and start over instead of babying him around and doing this and that. You know, so I've learned a little bit of horsemanship from him, but his horsemanship theory was like, "Here, tie one down on this," and I was like, "Buster, you've been logging him and stepping on." He goes. Well, no, but we got to start somewhere. <laughs> so I'm the guinea pig here. You know, I'm so glad when Jess come along, we stick Jess on one. <laughs> well, that's kind of how the training has been around my house because I got home and I got this little indoor arena that I've been practicing. I mean, day one when I get back from the finals, I mean, it's get ready for San Antonio and Odessa. Yeah. And I'm so excited because I was ready. I told Trevor Brazil, did I tell you about getting a urinal compliment from Trevor Brazil? No. That might be the crowning moment of my life. That is it. You know, we're all standing up in there, and, and, and you know, we've got these dividers between all the urinals. I've just been signing autographs, and I'm trying to rush to get to the next one. Yeah. And I'm standing there, a guy next to me in the urinal next to me, he says, hey, good spin last night. And I said, hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You know, it felt, it felt good. I needed to do a little better job here or there, and I kind of just, you know, generic answer. No, I thought I did a great job, man. And, like, the lingo he uses, I think, wow, this guy is a team roper, right? <laughs> he's acting like he knows what he's talking about. Huh? So as he comes back, you know what I mean, he's like, hey, good job. Stay after him. And I look, Trevor Brazil. Like, I'm like, I just got a urinal compliment from Trevor Brazil. <laughs> so now we're going to pick his brain a little bit, you know, because I'll send him videos all the time of me tying. Right. Sometimes he sends stuff back. He usually tells me I'm standing up too tall. But yeah. Anyway, so I, so I started telling him, and this is, it was round two. It was the day of round three. We've run two steers. And uh, he said, hey, man, you just keep it up. You look a little comfortable in there. I said, thank you. I said, eight more, eight more, eight more runs, and then I'm going back to tying. He said, eight more runs, and the real business starts. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's – so I started everything. Like, it didn't – I mean, if I could – if I had or healed on them, i just see what we got when we get done. Right. And then I was like, well, I'm going to take the ones I like and see if I can talk Scott and take it and be like, hey, finish this, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. oh, Buster, so what happened with, that you won't ever come back to Oklahoma hardly? Because I tell – Scott – No, I go back to Oklahoma. It's just Scott, I don't want to go in the in the – storm season well that's all season we just had a tornado a mile from my house two <laughs> weeks ago literally but the other day you know that when i started the first one i go to you were so nice went to ada oklahoma it goes terrible cheeto i didn't realize that's why they called him cheeto he gets a little tighter to rodeos and i mean he's just been cruising right through there and boy it's fun I'm, i've got it in my mind what this is fixing to look like and instead he almost stops like a cat horse yeah. And I, and I get posted out there, and I'll never forget, because I end up in front of him with the reins in my hand on the <laughs> ground, standing athlete, my wife, who I love it, because she, never once has she ever given me, like, heading advice or healing advice. All right. And I don't know that she's ever run a steer in the steer tripping, but that day, she's like, honey, you need to ride the stirrup longer. You need to stay in the stirrup and ride longer. And I'm like, honey, I know that's the goal, <laughs> but, like, I'm going to tell you, I, had, I was hitting the ground. You was that just, Which way was yeah. I fixing to hit the ground? Yeah. But then you told me you, when I left there, you called and you said, "Hey man, come to the house when you come to San Angelo. We, you know, we'll spend the day. We'll row." Right. And it's cool. You extended that invitation to me. He lets me go down there and hang out at the house and row. And, and really, that's kind of to return the favor. I say, "Hey man, come to Claremore. Just come stay at the house." And he's like, "I don't <laughs> stay the night when I come to Eastern <laughs> Oklahoma." So what is uh, the story? Man, that's just uh, I'm I'm scared to death of storms. Like uh, you know, and I used to not be that bad, but my wife 
is scared to death of them. Like, like I'm scared of them now, but she made me paranoid of this stuff. <laughs> so we'd be going, and we might be at Buster's house, and all of a sudden you'd have this tornado warnings or watches or whatever, and then Buster's like, ah, they don't ever they come here. They just go over the top of us right here. We're down this hole. They go over the top of us. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, the trailer starts shaking, thunder, a little bit of rain. Kelly, she's, I'm up. I'm going in the house. So she goes in the house. We sit in there for a little bit, and then the storm might pass. She goes, hey, it's going back to the trailer. I'm like, okay, we need to sleep sometime in here. Just let me sleep. Wherever we stop at, let me sleep. <laughs> I mean, we've not done this just at Buster's. Not only people we don't know, but some people we, I mean, people we know, but some people we don't know, you know. And we was up there, and I don't even remember where it was. And we was up there, and the storm started blowing in and everything. And she wakes me up. She goes, hey, we got to go inside. I was like, I don't know these people. They just invited us to come over. I ain't going to go in there on their couch, you know. And 2.30 in the morning, just somebody going to shoot me, you know. And she goes, I'm going in. <laughs> away she goes. She takes off, and away she goes. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going too. I ain't going to be the guy sitting right here saying, I told you so. So. Yeah, so that that's that's my that's what I'm scared of, you know. Every time I've gone up there, we go to Claremore, and the sirens go off every time. If I get callbacks, I don't know how they got my email or whatever <laughs> from upstairs, but every time I go to Claremore, the tornado sirens will go off. One time, and we will run to the what is that right next to it? The, the, the water plant or whatever. Oh, the, I don't know. I haven't ever had to take cover there. Oh yeah, I was underneath them somebuck down there in the bottom of all this the water system right there in claremore oklahoma and it only and it says on the capacity only takes 300 some people i'm like excuse me excuse me i gotta get in here i'm, I'm coming <laughs> get these kids out of here i gotta get in here you know ma'am ma'am get out of here <laughs> that's right oh that's awesome yep. so yeah that's that's well that's why i told you to come stay i've got a storm shelter you know what's funny i grew up in a trailer house in northeast oklahoma yeah and we had them come right through there Ugh. and and my mom in our in our protocol was getting the bathtub mattress over your head and you felt like so safe. Yeah. Nothing could find me in here. Mm. You know what I mean? And then was and then, <laughs> now I look back, I'm like, I'm in a trailer house. Like I'm in a rocket ship. Yeah. If it wants to come through there, just take me with you. Yeah. And so when, as soon as I had kids, boy, boom, we got a we got a storm shelter at the now, house. I'm surprised we don't have one because I've been. It was even here in Uvalde, I think. And the storms come through there, and they got the warnings going. There's something west of town coming at you know this direction coming through. Well, I'm sitting there going around there, and I. I I get up and I go check the weather and look at the news and this and that. Well, then I come back. Kelly and them are gone. She done heard it and seen there was something west of town coming through. She goes back here and I'm trying to find her and I'm like, where in the heck did they go? She's got both kids in our bedroom, in the closet in the back, and got their baseball. <laughs> Callan's got her little <laughs> softball helmets on and there's a football helmet back there. They both got helmets on. And <laughs> they, I don't know if they had baskets over their head too or what, but I mean, they had their helmets on. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a joke? What are we doing back here? You know, but she was serious. She goes, you stay out there if you want to, but we're going in here. But, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, she she gets me a little excited on that stuff like that because uh, she's for real. When it comes to bad weather, she is out. She gets out of there. She gets now, does out she ever there. give you tripping advice? Uh, yeah. Because, you know, like yeah. Jess and I, of course, we talk a lot about, you know, impressing the wives because, like, his wife, she'll – she, he was saying that she, she was tying with him this week. Right. And, like, uh, she videoed me at Cheyenne, and she's like, hustle, 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 hustle. And I'm like, Teresa, my hustle does not look like your husband's hustle. Like, that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. as fast as that, – that's all I got. Right. right? Like, <laughs> I'm a Volkswagen compared to that Corvette you want your, your custom <laughs> to filming. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that uh, – she does. I mean, she's seen it. We've been we've been married for 20 – fixing to be 25 years, you know, so – she is she has been around this game as long as I have. Right. I mean, 
we met in college up here in Uvalde. She's from right here, so that's that's where we started at right here in college. So she has seen steer roping as long as I have. Maybe not quite as many runs, but quite a few. You know, so she knows how to pick me apart and this and that, or if my horse is doing. She's good about observing the horses, you know, and she yeah. might say, "Hey, you might go look at this horse. It's a pretty good horse over here," you know. But she can pick me apart. She can tell me if I'm, you know, if if something's going wrong in the run, she'll pick it apart. You know, you need to go ahead and do this. Or her biggest deal is, man, I call. It's like, what do you got this round? I was like, I don't really like him that much. You know, I, I know he's supposed to not worry about the draw that much. I'm supposed to be able to go tackle what I get, but she goes, "Hey." They give you lemons, you better make lemonade, you know. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm on wow. it. I'm after it, you know. And but yeah, she she can tell, you know, she's seen so many runs, she can tell if I'm doing this or going too far past or, you know, just anything, you know, as far as tying or your foot stamps, anything. I mean, she's seen enough of it. She she might not be able to do it. She can dang sure tell you. Well, one thing I've noticed in Sierra Open is it is so much about the details, yeah. you know, like where your feet are, where. Well, you're laying like I talked about earlier. I mean, it's just the little details that you think, oh, I ain't got time for that. Right. Is actually what makes you fast. That makes the whole deal difference, you know. And people come all the time and I, they're like, tell me what I'm doing. And I don't want to be that guy that, like, you show up there and you go, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, I won't say anything until they ask me, like, hey, help me out a little bit or tell me if you see something. Well, then I'll go to tell them anything. But it's usually the small things. Right. You know, your horsemanship is huge, but the where you place your feet, the angles you're at i mean all that little bitty stuff that people don't think about and they just think run out there get it on the horn flip it over there and get off and go it ain't that easy no you, know, you go to picking it apart and it's just like any other sport that's that you're going to be great at it's not as easy as it looks you know so it's the minor de details that that make you get to the next step easier and faster you know so when i left your house i uh i called my wife she's like well how was it she's so excited to hear from me John Wayne, I've been sending him all the videos. He's trying to get all the little tidbits with me, like, what, what, what do you say? What do we do about this? Yeah. You know? And uh, I said, it was amazing. And she's like, well, what do you say? And I'm like, well, I would video him making a training run on a horse. I was like, like he would step off, hold a jerk line, stop his horse, <laughs> make sure that's good, and then take off and tie him. And I'm sitting there thinking, I just want to make that run. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. I want to go there, you know, but yeah. that was one thing we talked about a lot was just, just all in the details and then making runs. You just got to make Yeah, runs. there's no substitute to making runs. You know, people always come and like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I got this head horse I can break away on. And I got this and that and I tie on the post this and that. Well, you can be the greatest tie on the post guy there is around and they don't give no prizes for that. Right. You know, you might have a little play day, you know, time match or something here and there, but until you put all the runs together, it don't matter, you know, and there's no substitute to it. There's no, I mean, there's not a dummy that you can simulate doing all the runs that can help you out. So it's, uh, yeah, it's full contact on this deal. You know, back to my college deal, when, when Roy taught me how to do it, so I'm breakawaying and I'm breakawaying on my two team roping horses, and my healer's like, hey, we want to team rope any? I was like, man, I got to rope and breakaway. So we I rope on both my head and horses breakaway. I tie on the ground 50, uh, 25 on each side every day with that ranger. And then I do this for a semester, and then start in on the next next semester about it. And uh, it's like, man, I, I think I'm ready to tie one down. He goes, you think so, huh? And he had a good horse named Rooster. He goes, hey, get your tie strings, get on a rooster, and let's see you knock one down. I'm like, oh, boy, this is it right here. Split the horns, the very first one. I'll go over and split the horns. I turn around, I go back over there, and I'm like, God, dog, I don't know what happened. He goes, get back on your breakaway horse. Yes, sir, I get back on my breakaway horse. 
finish out. Don't miss another steer. I probably ain't missed one all semester, you know, breakaway. And uh, so he goes along there, and we go the next day. I'm breakaway on the horse. He goes, hey, get your tie strings, get on rooster again. I'm like, all right, he's going to let me do this again. I run in there. I either split the horns again or wave it off. I don't remember which one. I missed the steer anyhow. Uh, I'm like, golly, yeah. and I go back, and I'm like, man, I'm. And he goes, you know the drill, get get on your breakaway horse, you know. And so I do it. I do this three days. I neck the next one. I go back, and I was like, Roy, I'll pay you. Just let me run another steer. I did, I'll pay you to do it, whatever. He goes, no, you'll learn to take advantage of it. When your time comes, you'll learn to learn to make it count, you know. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I will. I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I'm tough enough to do this, man. I done tried three days, and I can't. I said, it can't be that hard. Well, then finally the fourth day, I hook it on one's horns, and I'm like, oh, baby, I'm going out of here. And I knock him down. He crawls up. I'm like, I know. Get back on the regular. He goes, no, it wasn't your fault. Come on, try it again. And that's, that's how I started right there. So, yeah, it wasn't like accountability. Yes. Yes, sir. And that's what Kelly reminds me of that all the time. Like, everybody comes by and wants to learn how to trip, wants to do this. So, I'll log them a little bit, teach them how to rope breakaway, teach them how to step off. Well, some of them I'll go ahead and let them do it after a couple of times. She goes, You're already letting them tie steers down? I'm like, nah, We got a got, regiment. We got to figure it somehow. Yeah. So. Like Dale Risby said, he has his pyramid of horses that he lets those guys get up. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so speaking of your beautiful wife, Kelly, we got to talk. This is the strangest thing I'd ever heard of, right? So I'm at the timed event last year, which you were a timed event contestant, right? You've right. been up there. Yeah. Have some luck? Uh, yeah, I placed at it twice. You know, I always walked away disappointed. It was the funnest event I've ever done. Hey, it's the most fun to I help loved there. It. You know, and I, I did it for probably six years, six or seven years. The first year, I, I get toted out of there. Well, I broke ribs. I, I went over the front of a bulldog up here. He kind of stepped in front of me, and I thought, got him. I Miss the inside horn, I fall on my butt like them guys do and go to stand up. Steer hits me from behind, oh. I break three ribs. Oh. And I go back here and I'm trying to get back on my Bustin's. Bustin's next, you know, and I'm trying to get on my Bustin's horse. Mm. I pick my hands up, I'm like, mm. I'm sitting around there and I try it again. And Jess's dad, Paul, Paul goes by me, he goes, hey, he said, it looks like you're a little pale over there. He said, that building out at the end of the arena, they'll take good care of you. You know, go down there and see you. He said, I've been down there a bunch. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm about to go. And I finally went down there, and they took me in. I sure enough had broke ribs. So that was my first deal. And then I went in between there for about five years. Had one kick loose to, to possibly win it, depending on the rest of the kick day. Kick loose you know. and the steer kick open. Kick loose and the calf rope. And the calf rope. Yeah. And then uh, I placed fifth at it once, maybe sixth once. I think, was there extra pressure when you when your steer came in there, like in the steer open? Like when it's your event? No, not me. I mean, uh, I'd, the only pressure I had was... I, you know, I really didn't have no pressure. Right. I just enjoyed it. Just it was enjoyed fun. The, it's something I do grind. every day, yeah, yeah, besides the bulldogging. And I like the bulldogging. I just wasn't very good at it. <laughs> you know, I liked <laughs> it. I'd jump off on anything. But it was uh, it was fun. I had a lot of fun doing it and, and preparing for it. You know, it takes a lot of work to get it going and doing it, but I did it every day and all that stuff. So it was it was a lot of fun to me. But the last year, I tore my knee up bulldogging again, so I kind of I quit. I went back and I helped a couple of years. I headed for trail at by a couple of years and Mike Goose year, and that was fun because I could sit there and watch. Right, and that's kind of where it. I love it, and because you know like I helped Jess and Russell. Right, and man, it, you're because you're kind of part of the team and you're kind of keeping track yeah. of what's going on. J Dub, he's having fun. He's about we've got nine or so horses across here. Everybody's mounting out and using and. And it's it's a blast. It's one of my favorite things ever. It's the most pressure oh, yeah. for the least amount of money. Yeah, it is. Learn, yeah, for I mean, the least but, amount of money, but, but you don't want to be on your fun. end. Yeah. yeah, it's just more fun. Than it, it is exactly a lot of fun. Well, it I was is. at the timed event last year, and my great sponsor, our great sponsor, CSI Donna Donna yeah. Sidoris, aim high, ride CSI. And uh, she asked me, she goes, "Hey, do you know Scott Snedeker very well?" And I said, "Oh, I know him. Like, yeah." I, she goes, "What kind of guy, what kind of guy is he?" And I was like, "He's a great guy." 
goes, well, that's what I thought. And I just got this message. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> she goes, about some Uber driver and this and that. So she'd message you, and you were like, well, I'm at home. I wasn't with an Uber driver. Tell us about your fake Uber driver and Man. all that, and then tell us how the whole saga continued. i got to remember end. that deal, but it was last year. It was, was last, it last year, year. Last year. Last it was March. last year before I go to uh, Andrews. Because it was during the Andrews Fort Worth deal the... going on or whatever up there in Fort Worth, maybe something was going on. And uh, so before I'm waiting on Steven Stronsky to come by and pick me up and go to go to Andrews to the busting out there. And Donna calls me. She or she she might have texted me or she might have called me. I don't remember. Anyway, she she goes, Hey, FYI, I just got this sent to me via message. And I'm reading, and I'm like, how does that happen? I was like, I ain't been in an Uber. And, and so the message was? The message was, I know you sponsor Scott Snedeker. Uh, he's not the guy you think he is, something or another. I've never been so scared and felt for my life or something or another in this Uber. I picked him up at an Uber in Fort Worth last night at 2-something So she's claiming she's picked you she's up in Fort Worth. She's picked me up in Fort Worth. And you, you have freaked her smooth out. And I've scared her, talked about whatever. You know, that night, I, they didn't go on details about that. But something about never being that safe and this and that. And I'm like, and you're I've been in, in Fredericksburg <laughs> with my wife <laughs> <laughs> all weekend. I said, and I'm leaving here in a minute to go to Andrews. And this was supposed to be last night. She goes, yeah, she said last night at 2-something. I said, I looked at my Uber account to see if it's been used. Well, it ain't been used in three years. My wife is with me from an Uber usually, so it's used hers. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have no idea. So I try to reach out to this lady, and I sent her a message saying, "Hey, I'm sorry about the experience, experience, you the bad experience you had last night, but that was not Scott Snedeker you had in your car." I said, "Cause I'm in Fredericksburg, Texas. Well, I never hear nothing back from her. She sends this out to every, every one of my sponsors, oh. every one of them. So I go to heading them off like, hey, you're hey, if you get anything, I wasn't in Fred. I ain't been in Fort, Fort Worth. I've been in Fredericksburg. I said." I ain't been to Fort Worth in years. I said, so I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not taking an Uber at 2.30. We're <laughs> yeah, sleeping, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, it so, gets to the... So, yeah, it went around for a while, and, and she goes, well, you, you, you can uh, go about him being the good old boy you think he is, but he's not. He was, I was scared So she actually life. never interacted with you, but she would just ever Never sponsor. would enter. No, never oh. would. And, and so she finally, was just, she was trying to just scam some money out yeah, of the Yeah, I don't know what she was good. trying to do. I mean, nothing never made ever come about. Never, no demands, no nothing. You know, so I call when I get to... Andrews that day, I learned this on the way, and I and that's when I talked to Donna back and forth when Stephen, me and him were going to Andrews. So I uh, I called the the guy there in town that I know the police, the chief of police in Fredericksburg, and I and I called him. I was like, hey, this happened. What do I need to do? I mean, what's what's going on here? I said, this is the craziest thing. I said, my Uber account ain't been used. This and that. Well, he goes, I'll just call in and we'll we'll write it down. If anything else expires or perspires out of it, we'll we'll do something. We'll have notes on it, but. Nothing ever come about it ever again, and I don't know. I mean, my wife even sent out stuff. She goes, I don't know who you had in that car, but he was with me the last few nights at our home in Fredericksburg. So I'm like, thank God I was at home, you know. How am I going to explain this one, you know? But <laughs> no, but that's. But what a deal! And that's what I've just. That's it's a. It's so bizarre. It's right. so crazy. But that's really the world we live in now. It I mean, is, and I don't know what she was trying to get, and and the cops. They went up there and they said there is an Uber driver with this name has a license flyer. Her driver's license goes to Fort Worth, and so I don't nothing ever come about of it. Luckily, but I don't know what her intentions were or what she thought she was going to get. But yeah, that was a that was the craziest thing that's ever 
that was nuts. When I heard it, I was like, wow. That's what. That's why I asked you if we could talk about anything on the podcast because I I wanted. I mean, if, in case it's happened to you out there on the Toter Tales, you hear it here first. It's happened to Scott Snedeker, and you know that's. To me, it, it, it worries me a lot, like social media and where everything can be going. I mean, it can be right. used for so much good. Right. But aren't you kind of impressed that she had your entire sponsor list? Everybody. like I, I mean, that's kind of impressive. You know what I wanted to find out was who she did pick up that night that right. told him I was, that she was Scott, or he was Scott Snedeker. You know, that it had to be somebody I know you would right. think, but oh. somebody threw me Somebody's under the bus. You. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> using the, Way down probably there. even has one of your shirts. Could be. I mean, I, I don't. I just don't know. Mm. You know, that's what I. I kept asking that guy. I said, "How do we figure out who she did pick up that day?" Because so, I'd like to know. You know, but it never, never anything else ever. Nothing came ever out came about of, of it. Yeah, yeah. That's it, was, crazy. it was crazy. But I was sure glad I was at home and <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to explain to my wife about it because she was still there. You know. But oh, I about the. I was giving. I was giving the the rest of the toter tail people a little more of a, a view of the beautiful signature look. You know, we talked a lot about Jess Tierney. Obviously, is, is our dear friend, and uh, he came to us this year and he had a little business proposition, little little multi level marketing opportunity for a person. Tell us a little bit about. You've gotten into Govi. Yeah. Tell me about yeah, your Govi a, experience a, and how it's rocking and rolling. The Govi opportunity. You know, it's a. Uh, Jess brought it to me after him and Shay talked about it up there in July back in back at Belfouche maybe you know so they were like man how would you like to make a little extra money I'm like shoot I'm all about making extra right. money you know whatever what do we got to do here you know and, and then they go to telling me about this fuel catalyst tablet you stick in your fuel tank and get you up to 20 miles a gallon better on your fuel might reduce your emissions quite a bit which gets you more on your death fluid you know so it's uh, and then on the opportunity side of it man a guy can it's just like any other business. If you want to work at it a little bit, tell your buddies about, you know, if you want to, I want to tell you, hey, how'd you like to save a little bit of money? You're like, oh, yeah, I'd like to save Absolutely, it. especially yeah. when diesel was yeah, six the bucks way a the, gallon. Yeah, the way the world is right now, you know, everybody wants to save a little money right there. And then you go, and then it works. So then you go tell your other buddies about it and, and, and profit on the other side of it, you know. So, but Jess has done a great job. You know, he's all into this stuff. And, and if a guy needs to learn anything about it, you know, you could message me for it or we can get a hold of Jess or... And that's what he talked about, like just find his Facebook, you know, type in. He has it real simplified, you know, one, if you just want the product, two, if you want the opportunity, and three, if you just love it. Yeah. And I think whenever he brought it to me, same thing. So I'm riding this horse with Cody Wyoming, and he's like, hey, uh, your mount money for the day is buy these tablets and try them. Just try them, he said. You know, cause, and that's, Scott, you're like me. I mean, we, we back a lot of great companies that right. back us, and, and that we believe in products. And that's what I told him. I said, I want to, yeah, I got to have to see it before I start trying to tell people about Absolutely. it. You know, I got to use it and that's what like my wife's car like it's getting 35 miles a gallon where it yeah. was getting 26 and it's right. like man you know there there's of course not i guess a standard of a, it's going to do this i mean it's not a magic pill but like you said yeah it's, it's not a, it's not a it's not a fix all kind of right. deal all of a sudden you know you're not going to just all of a sudden push but the button and all of a sudden i got 20 miles a gallon better you know right. but it's uh it, it's like just describes it it's like a it's like a vitamin it's like people think about them it's good for your engine it keeps it running clean it it prolongs your engine. I mean, it, and I, it's just good for it all and the way And, you around. know, I'm sure you're just like me. You've had opportunities to get into some multi-level marketing stuff. But it was always, like, I don't sell makeup. You know what I mean? I right. can't sell stuff like that because, hey, I don't, you know. Yeah. This face doesn't need it. It's just <laughs> blessed. But now I have a toter home that, you know, I drive everywhere, and it's no 06. And, you know, if it can get one mile a gallon better, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be making money. And so there was opportunity there to save money. Buy just like this community coffee. Spend a little money to save a little money. Yeah. So let's talk about how's your experience has been with it. You said your wife, she's put it in her car. Yeah, you know, she has a Bronco that she drives. And, uh, 
Man, it was getting 16, a little over 16 miles a gallon, maybe. Stick it in there. She's driving it. It's probably 18, 2 to 18, 3, pretty consistently, you know. And that's not just open road kind of deals, you know. That's just driving. That's just back and forth town, yeah, here sure. and there or whatever, School you know. Day. So it, it's helped it a little over two miles a gallon. You know, my pickup on that big trailer, I'm going to get a mile better. You know, my def range is going to be a lot better with it. Uh, Callan's little car, before she went to college, she had a Lincoln X, Lincoln one in Lincoln Town. No, I like Lincoln uh, SUV. See, that's a, like I, I couldn't even help you out because we MKX is what I was trying to think, or MKC, one of those. So I've never been able to afford a Lincoln, but I also don't have four gold bars. Well, it was a <laughs> it was a college kid. I mean, it was a high school kid car, but it was getting 22 miles a gallon. My high school kid car was a night was a '96 red suburban with 400,000 miles on it. That was my high school car, Stevie Ray. It was amazing. Matching Stevie two Ray. Horse. Stevie Ray. Had a matching awesome. two horse, and me and that old Roan, we went everywhere in that. Deal. There you Sorry. go. That was yeah, my but no, that's, How's that's, car doing? It, it's good. It, it went from 22 to 26 miles a gallon well, in that you know, car, you know. It, we talk a lot about, too, when diesel gets to Irwin Gas, if it ever gets to a dollar, what was it, like a dollar 30, that'll be your break-even. That's right. when, you know, your tablets that you're putting in there aren't going to pay for right. themselves. When gas is at a dollar 30. Yeah, it's got to drop down. And we've got to go through, will. survive, or try to get through, however you look at it, a presidential election where maybe gas will get back down there where it's yeah. affordable but yeah. so there's opportunity there to make a lot of money and save a lot of money and then also if you like the opportunity you like what you like what it is then they can actually sign up and start getting some rebates and, and, and whatnot is that right yeah there's a lot 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 to this good product right there I mean it's it it's a fuel catalyst tablet but there's they bring stuff to the table right every every so often they're gonna bring something new to the table right. you know and then there you can go on one link and you can go in there and save you know whether you're on flights or if you're in motels or i mean it's just a good company to be with you know and everybody above you is is really willing to trying jump to in and help, help. i mean anything and everything you know i've dealt with shay good on there i've dealt with randy neighbors jess and i mean that randy is he's been through a bunch of them already and, and does very good at what he does you know so it's uh it's nothing for me to call them guys like, hey, I need you to talk to this person right. about it because it's, it's a little over my head right now, but these guys can explain it really good, and, and they'll jump in and help whatever they need to, you know, whether it's explaining the product or the flip side of it or, you know, just visiting with somebody. But they're just they're, – they're good people, and it's and like it's a small-knit family kind of yeah, And it's all the people that were around. Like, it's the guys yeah. that, you know – You want to tell – you're, you're going to go tell your buddies about it right. first, you know. Hey, whoever you know that – could save a little money you know you might not go to if i don't like old jess over here i might not go tell him no i'm just kidding <laughs> but, but you're gonna go tell your people you like you know if you if you think anything about them you know hey i think you need to you need to try out this right here this is pretty good for you i think it'll save you my save you money at the pump for st for starters and then you go on down there and start promoting it a little bit and you can make a think, pretty good income supplemental income right and that's and a lot of people are you know Jess and, and the people that he's came right. around like they're they're all making you know and they're trying to make your deal better they're trying to make my yes. deal better and that's what I liked about it, it was kind of neat how they're helping it down the line versus yeah because if they help the down the line it goes up right I mean it's not going to go down so it's going up the line so any anything they do below them is going to benefit from them so they're going to so want to do you out. as good as you can so and it's not a deal where you have to, if you just want to try the tablet, you can just buy the tablet, try it out. You know, like I said, $1.30 is where it's got to be for it not to make sense right. for you. So it's worth a try. Oh, yeah. And then if you like it and you like the opportunity to own it and to get involved with the company, there's also that side too. So it's not one of those deals like you, the only way to get this product is 
sign up to do all this other stuff. No, right. there's opportunity each direction. That's one thing I loved about it. And from what I understand, a fuel catalyst pill really takes a lot of the ethanol and stuff out, helps your engine burn a lot cleaner and yep. a longer burn, so that's what sustains your engine life or your engine's ability to go further right. on gas. That's, that that's, that's exactly the way I understand it the same that's way. You know, we you have go, understood it the same direction. <laughs> yeah, we're same on it. You know, it's like it changes the molecular structure of the molecules in your fuel. So it goes in there and breaks them up and it goes attaches to the to the one once it attaches to the fuel to the to the molecule it never leaves so it never lets them get back together so it right. breaks them up and it burns more of your fuel which you get more fuel to burn so you get more miles per gallon well that's awesome like i said you can check it out scott snedeker can they find you on facebook what is the best way to yeah facebook be the best way right. message me whatever tell just just tyranny and i want but here's what i want you to do if you're really interested i want you to go to just tyranny and i want you to just in the comments just heard about it on the toter tales from scott and coleman boom that's how you do that. You, that you know what I mean? That way. Yeah. That way we get to outdo him on his own page. I <laughs> there love you go. That. Yeah. Yeah, outdo him. There so you go. big plans this year. You're not anywhere close to retiring. Obviously, you're one of the no, greatest. No, I'm not, man. I'm having it. fun. And you know, it's fun, and the kids are all out here at school now. You know, I got the boy in D.C. that works up there. He, uh, he's a, a, uh, works for Mike Zink. I think his name is Mike Zinke out of Montana. He's a congressman out of Montana. Oh wow, that's fun. He, yeah. Uh, he does that, and then Callan is at Stephenville. Rodeo scholarship? Right there. No, no scholarship. She rodeo? She rodeo. Yeah. I didn't know if she, or did she play basketball, or because she's tall. Is she long? No, she played volleyball for a little bit, but then she, she quit after, you know, probably right. junior year or so. It just wasn't in the cards for her, I guess. You know, she, she'd do good, but then she'd be gone or back and forth kind of deal. But, yeah, she's a tall. Actually, she went back the other day because they had a mandatory rodeo meeting for Friday at 6 o'clock. So she goes back and had one or one or two classes she could go to if she needed to, but she drives back to Stephenville Thursday, well then Thursday afternoon. We said, sorry about the inconvenience, but we're canceling the rodeo meeting. So she drove all <laughs> the way up there three hours to Stephenville to go to rodeo meeting. It got canceled. So and that's rodeo back. Yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, that's I've, exactly I've drove right. three or four hours and wish they would have canceled it. Because <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And then you just get right back in the vehicle and go to the next one, smile about it, and and Keep continue going, forward. Yeah. Man, well, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks for taking the time today. You know, you I know bet, we're man, all busy, and, and I appreciate you coming and hanging out in the toter. We'll have to you get bet. you back in here and tell some more good stories. Yeah. That's just exactly how today was is what I like. You know, when you get to know some – you get to know the champion behind the buckle, really. Yeah. And some great advice, and, and, and people get to see the stuff that we talk about outside the arena. You know what I mean? It's not always just about roping. It's just the fun little nit bits that happen to everybody. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate you coming today. You bet. And, and I'm glad you. to be here. And, man, good work today. Hope you finish up the night good. That's right. That's right. I got yeah. down and bear crawled at one time. My first time I've ever been nine in my life. So now that he said that, i got to give the recap for the day. 13-1 on the first one. Not saying Cheeto was coming back the strongest. Not saying I was riding the stirrup the best way. But all I know is I knocked him down. I strung him high. Redo it. I, I didn't really even redo it. I just slid it down. Just because slid it down, yeah. I've tried to, to stack the legs to the string. And it doesn't work for me as well. Right. I'm sure there's like you guys can get away with that, but I just slid it down because one thing about my dummy, I've been working on my feet, yeah. And I try to pause and stay at the front leg until it's strung good. So then I try, you know, it kind of kicked in right there. Yeah. Like okay, that boom, and then I jumped to the back. You're seeing things happen, right? And yeah. I made, you know, made a, a pretty good run. Thirteen one normally be happy about it, but there was like what fifteen twelve in the first round. There was quite a round. few of them, yeah, yeah. And then uh, come back around two, had a great steer, great steer, and I got it on him really good. Stepped off. I think what happened was, okay, obviously, you guys know this. We've talked about it. I'm an athlete, all right? 
but the the athletic 240 top end was maybe going a little faster than the unathletic bottom end and uh, i busted like i i landed on my not on my face though i mean i no, landed no, you land like a cat it was like a man. burpee it was like a cat reflexes just hit Boom. and gone man how you crawling. get on the ground and roll like that and still time a nine so you know <laughs> i uh, my first one i was telling jess i said when i had to reset that string and i jumped the back i was like i ought to put one because when i lifted his legs he was just dead feeling you know what I mean? Just, it just he's gonna lay there. Yeah. And uh, but the steer was not physically dead. It was he was had a dead feel of not kicking me. <laughs> I worry about that. I don't want to. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Tell the wrong language of yeah. so it. So I cross him, and I'm like, I need to put one wrap on him, and I got two before I even know you, that. You're done. Right? And I'm like, crud. So I was like, I don't think I'm fast enough mentally to like the legs feel good, one wrap in the hooey, right? Yeah. But as I hit the ground and I had both hands down and I'm grabbing for dirt like I was trying to swim through the through the through the oh, dirt yeah. here and I time's as rolling I, as I'm going I, I'm like wrapping a hooey <laughs> and I stood up and I put a wrapping a hooey on yeah. it I told Jess I said that's that's the trick there it if is if I'm right on there. all fours then I have time to think about what it's I need go to do. time that's hurry right. up hooey, get down. call back hopefully yeah. come in there tonight do a good job and you see bet. what happens you've actually you, you won good money in the second round so far yeah a little bit you won what? Went third, third in the first round, or third in the second round. Oh. Went in fourth in this last round. Get a little, get a little tough today. Ten Man, flat, and nine what? three, nine threes. Went in fourth. It's a pretty tough round. Good That's set of tears today. Yeah. Hey, and big thank you to San Antonio for having us back. You bet. Yeah, I'm wow. glad. And yeah. to all the rodeos that put in steer roping. I yeah, mean, it's one yeah, of the they, greatest events in the t- in all of the rodeo. It world. is. I mean, the greatest set of guys. Oh, you know, amazing. and they're gonna vote. They they know when people put them deals back in. Right. Just like San Antonio, you know, they didn't get that rodeo of the year. That little banner they get to hang up in that building over there it makes a big difference you know and then those steer ropers will tend to their business right and do the voting and on there the so vote. yeah so it's a man it's just a good group of guys you know that's why yeah. i enjoy going and seeing and doing and it's family oriented you know i right. take my wife with me or take the kids with us sometime yeah they, like, and that's why i tell my wife all the time i was like i'm going to a steer rope and she's like well i want to take a kid with me she's like no who's going to watch him i'm like there are people oh like, yeah this it's a big family brother right. you know, like the fishers having us all out for dinner the other night yeah. like, you know at their place cooking and has having all right. i mean it, it, it's the coolest it it's i've a good said atmosphere. it once and i've said it again and i'll say it till the end of time i swear that steer ropers are the bulldoggers of the roping world they are like they're tight-knit and they're a great group yeah and once again thank you scott so much for hanging out with me for my man four-time world champion scott snedeker colin proctor remind you never miss an opportunity to make somebody's day just a little bit better Goodbye, everybody.